Well. I suppose I have no idea how to do this. But I am filled with a kind of excitement, joy, fear. No. Anxiety, maybe. Something. But I am full. Whether or not you are listening, I feel full of emotion at the prospect of sharing, communicating, the act of reaching. So thank you for that. Whether or not you are reaching back, my friend, thank you. Who are you? Are you alone? Yes. We are. When we listen to these things, anyway. Alone in a room. Or walking to work. Or riding a crowded subway car. You are alone, really. Even if there are hundreds of people with you. Even if your loved one is sleeping next to you and you have your headphones in, they cannot hear my voice. You are alone, my friend. Like me. I wasn't always, you know. Not always alone. But I don't remember it. Must be so, however. Years and years and ages ago, there was probably, hopefully, someone. Never mind about that. I surround myself with memories, you see. Not my own, but memories I've collected from people, creatures, characters, who were alone, and then <laughs> they met me. <laughs> it makes me laugh to feel so proud of the fact that I inserted myself into their lives, even so very briefly. I've been thinking on it recently, and I think that time is a dark ocean and we each paddle in our small boat to an unknown destination. This ocean, you see, is very crowded, but you would never even know it. Even if you were rowing alongside someone, a mother, a friend, the love of your life, we feel the tread of their oars and the sound of splashing, but we row alone. My destination is much, 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 much farther than yours, that's all. At this moment in time, <laughs> I am alone in an underground cellar that I don't think is nearly as splendid as I am. And oh my God, am I ever splendid. I am absolutely splendid to behold, you see. I am so sad that you can never see me. You are missing out on a wonderful, strange, unusual, frightening, and lovely sight. But, you know, don't worry about that. You'll be fine without it. Anyway, the cellar is disgusting compared to my beautiful face and elegant hands and bizarre hair and outrageous attire. And oh, I've got and done it again, haven't I? Well, don't worry about it. The walls are white tiles. The floor is gray tiles. The sink is blue and white tiles. Uh, 
There are too many tiles to mention, but you know what? They're easy to clean. I clean occasionally. The light is dim. Thank God I don't have to look at all of these tiles. I look instead at the candles and the wax dripping on the lovely bottles of wine I never drank. And these candles and bottles make me think of a lovelier time and a less linoleum-filled home that I can't remember. There is my bed. And there is a desk. The desk is covered with papers. The floor is peppered with papers. The wall has, here and there, a picture or drawing of someone from my collection. I have a computer. Don't worry, I'm not going to deny it. I have a computer, all right. I've been taught by a collectible as to how to record this and share it with you, so let's just leave that alone, all right? I haven't got a window. I can't, but I wish I did. Stairs lead upward and out. But I only leave sometimes. I'm content to sit. I'm content to listen to your voices too on YouTube, on podcasts, on Spotify, through music. Oh goodness, yes, your voice, my friend, is so necessary to my general comfort level. I wanted to tell you something. Ah, first let me explain why. I want to tell you stories. Stories I've collected. I've mentioned them earlier, not to frighten you, unless you want to be frightened, of course. People can be so strange like that. But rather to enlighten you, to share with you a bit of knowledge I've accumulated, to entertain you and keep you company. Now, that's a lie. Nothing so selfless as that. More so, I just want to talk to you. I'm glad that you're letting me, sweet friend, indulge me. There was once a sailor, you see. I mentioned an ocean earlier, and while he too was adrift on a cold, dark sea, he was adrift on a real one. He was poor and cruel and coarse, and after setting out from Liverpool and sailing for months with a merchant's crew, he found he... As a lech and a boozer and a gambler and an occasional pickpocket and con artist could not relate to this crew. They were young, patriotic, and upstanding Englishmen, and he could not stand them. Anyway, he was caught breaking into the captain's cabinet and stealing a watch, a compass, and other things he thought were gold. They were not, he made sure to tell me with great bitterness. They locked him in the brig to return to England for judgment. He laughed at the word, being an old and embittered Irishman who knew he faced certain death. But he was crafty and skilled with his hands, and he escaped. He took with him a dinghy and a paddle. The man was a good pickpocket and an experienced sailor, and he made off with that compass through sleight of hand, and he knew how to find the nearest shore. He also knew how to nab the men's secret rum as punishment for their lack of solidarity and support. He paddled away from the large, gaudy, and pompous, puffed-up English ship, laughing and cursing and calm in his knowledge of the stars and survival, and made confident by the fact that he had nothing to lose anyway. It is a refreshing and lovely realization, I can tell you. A day of rowing passed, and he knew he was in the right direction to end up at some Caribbean port. 
He sang himself songs from his homeland and imagined the rum he drank was actually ale and the ocean was a musky tavern and the waves were salty buxom servers and the sun was a roaring fire. Some men have love for their country. They'll fight on the sea and the land. Some men have love for a lady fair. They'll fight other men for her hand. Some men have need of a family to feed. Some men they lust for praise. But all I want is a whole of my own to live out the rest of my days. Don't come to me, don't bother me, I just want to be left alone. I wish you'd believe me, I dare not deceive thee, I want you to leave me alone. He barely realized that the sun had set, and his roaring fire died down, but for the freezing cold chill in his blood. He tried to take up his anthem again, but his jaw set tight to keep the cold out, and his throat was hoarse. His head was not quite clear for all the rum he drank. Now, nighttime on the open ocean is beautiful and calm. If the moon is bright, it lights a beautiful path. This night was calm and clouded. He was cold, but he paddled onward and continued to sing absently. Won't you leave me And then he knew that what he heard next was impossible. It was a woman's voice taking over his melody. The words were unclear, garbled, yet the voice was lovely. It was as though she did not speak his language, but she tried still to mimic the song. He slowly raised the bottle to his lips, his hand trembling and his lips shivering with cold. He'd heard tales of sirens who sang to lure their victims. He'd heard other tales of gorgeous mermaids who loved to hear the fishermen sing. He hadn't heard it before. And he hadn't believed it before. Calm as a killer, he whispered, Who's there? The singing stopped. He waited. He waited perhaps three minutes. He raised his bottle to his lips and took a swig, and he reached for the paddle, which was immediately pulled from the ship into the sea. Dashing to grab it with a frenzied cry, he leapt to the other side of the dinghy, and he caught it in time. His arms were up to his elbows in water. And then he felt her. Her cold, soft hands slid up from his weathered ones, and they caressed his arms upwards. And a face, pale blue and dead as any corpse he'd ever glimpsed, with eyes somehow remaining in otherwise empty black sockets, appeared from the black depths of the sea and stared right at him. 
He was frozen with fear, and of course with cold. She smiled, and her mouth had no gums, only teeth and bone. What do you want? He whispered. What do you want? want? She echoed back, and though her lips curled around the words, as she lay in the water, her voice rang clear and true in his left ear. A frightened tear ran down his old leathery cheek. These tales, he knew, did not usually end well. He was drunk and frozen and fearful, but this lecherous thief was wise. He knew better than to let the skeleton waif know his deepest desires or anything else about him. Information was power with ghosts and fairy folk. And that is how he realized his escape. So he simply said, I want your name. Her eyes widened in rage, and her bony mouth snarled as she let out a shriek that would never let him be warm again. Her long black nails dug into his arms, and she pulled him into the sea. He couldn't remember the voyage down, but when he opened his eyes, all was pitch black. No light anywhere to be seen, all black and freezing cold. He heard a whirling, rushing, breathing sound, a sound any sailor knew he was underwater. He felt the bottom of the sea under his feet. He felt the pressure of the depth. His lungs wouldn't inhale, but it did not panic him somehow. His eyes remained open, though he saw nothing. I have no name. I have no no home. If I did once, they're as lost as I am. A light, pale and blue, appeared before his eyes. She floated towards him with agonizing slowness, her eyes fixed on him, the occasional fish swimming in and out of her light and her white hair and her hollow ribcage as she grew closer and closer to him. Her face was inches from his. He noted in his fear the peeling of her skin and the decaying of what may once have been lovely but now was unbearable. I just want to be left alone. She placed a bony, repulsive hand over his mouth and hissed through her wretched teeth. Shh! He opened his eyes and was back in the dinghy with a cruel headache and the morning sun assaulting him. He paddled and paddled and made it to shore, where he found his way to a town, where he found his way to a tavern, where he stayed until the day he died. And he never sang ever again. (laughs) There's no moral to this story. I sing frequently, and I hope you do too, my friend. But if you find yourself adrift at sea and completely alone, I would refrain from disturbing sleeping demons if I were you. Perhaps your singing voice is much better than his, though. Or your song is better. I don't know. Give it a try. How is this going so far? Are you enjoying this? I hope so. I would hate you to be bored. This is such a very personal thing, letting someone in your ears for such a length of time, my lord. 
Sometimes I'm so lonely that I would let anyone sit there, though. It is a comfort. Maybe not the way I talk. I want to tell you scary stories, as it were, but... I don't know. Maybe it's just a personal preference. Maybe I think that's what you're really interested in. Maybe I looked at what was out there and thought I could maybe tap into some kind of niche market, and I'm actually just a clever marketing kind of person. I don't know. Or maybe I really am this ancient, lonely, forgetful thing sitting in a cold, white-tiled basement. One thing I will tell you, my friend, is that I'm not really your friend, am I? Sweet dreams. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. My name is Kristen Zaza, if you don't know me already. If you if you don't know me, uh, here are a few things about me. I love all things horror, all things ghost stories and storytelling. I'm an actor, I'm a musician, and I love podcasts. So uh, as someone who has appeared on several podcasts by now, I uh, wanted to create something that was all my own and sort of fill this hole of, of, of something I was looking for that is both scary but also kind of pleasant and relaxing. I don't know. What do you think? Did I did I hit that goal? What do you think? Um, yeah, this is really new, and I would just like to say thank you so much for coming out and listening to the first episode. I know that that's sort of... It's a big leap. You don't know what you're going to get. It's, you know, time is money, time is precious, and I really, really appreciate you spending your time with me for the last 20 minutes or so. Uh, yeah, so that's where we're at today, but I am hoping to expand this into, you know, longer segments, and I'd like to add some more segments, so that's where you guys come in. Um, if you have any suggestions, any stories you want to hear, any songs you'd like me to write, that's something I'd like to try. Although if you do know me, you know that my cat recently puked on my electric piano, and now I am trying to learn the guitar. But anyway, I'm happy to write you a song. I'm happy to write you a story. I'm happy to incorporate a character or a theme into a story. Uh, let me know. Let me know what you want to see more of, what you want to see less of, or I guess hear more or less of. I would love for you guys to uh, share the podcast around if you liked it. You can reach me on Twitter at a dark cold night. You can reach me via email at darkcoldnightpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let me know, and I will pass it along to our narrator, and maybe your ideas will uh, be in our next episode. Who knows? Uh, hoping to do this every week, hoping to build up some momentum. So again, please share your feedback if you like. Share the podcast. Just drop by and say hello, whatever you like. Anyway, thank you guys again. It has been a blast talking to you, and sleep tight. Bye, guys. Bye.